0: Listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonçalves. Hi everyone,
1: it's your daily ten-minute business and finance news wrap for this. Tuesday, the 1st of September 2021. Later, house price growth is starting to ease, but first to the economy, with GDP growing better than expected by 0.7% in the June quarter. But that doesn't take into consideration the harsh Sydney and Victoria lockdowns we're seeing right now. For more, I spoke earlier with ANZ Senior Economist Felicity Emmett. Felicity, these numbers are backward looking, but what did they say about the state of the economy as some parts of the country entered lockdown?
2: Look, they really say, I think, that the country entered the third quarter with fairly solid momentum. And what that means is that it's going to be primed for a good recovery once these restrictions lift. When you look at things like household spending and the saving rate, there is a lot of capacity out there for spending. It's just that people are restricted right now. Okay, when
1: we look at the numbers that came out today, were there any surprises to what added to growth?
2: Uh, Look, there were a couple of things, a couple of boosts in farm inventories and public inventories that were uh, unexpected um, and that certainly helped to lift the number. But also some of the other private demand indicators, things like housing construction and business investment, were stronger than those early indicators that we got last week
1: on the flip side any signs in the data that show that a softness
2: look the one thing i'd point out there was um a small decline in household income and that was related to the pullback in job seeker with a 10 percent reduction in social welfare payments so that did weigh on household income that was always going to be the case um with these sort of demand driven programs and we're likely to see that lift in the current quarter, but that probably did perhaps impede uh, consumer spending to a certain degree.
1: So while we're not in a recession, is it fair to say that some people may feel like we are in one right now?
2: Absolutely. You know, there's this technical definition of a recession that needs to be two quarters of negative growth. But really, when you look at the current quarter, when we're likely to get a 3% plus decline in GDP, there'll be many parts of the economy, many people feeling like it's a recession, people with small businesses that have lost their source of livelihood, um, people who've lost their their wages and incomes. And so there are definitely um, lots of people feeling that this feels right now like a recession.
1: Is there anything in the data or anything that you're seeing in terms of current indicators to suggest that the bounce back in the economy may not be as strong as what it may have first thought? And is there anything in that household savings ratio that suggests anything?
2: Look, I think the data here today suggests that the recovery should be quite solid once restrictions open up. People are limited uh, with their spending because they can't get out and about. The saving rate is still very elevated. Households have a lot of money in the actual bank that they can draw on and fewer opportunities to Spend on, say, international travel. So I think that that generally the signs are good. I think the things that would stop the bounce being not as large would be if restrictions don't lift or if we have um, people become concerned about health implications. I think it's really more about those sorts of um, indicators that are going to to dampen any sort of rebound in the fourth quarter.
1: Anything in this data to suggest a change in the way the RBA is thinking?
2: Look, the RBA is going to be relieved with these numbers. Certainly the concerns, you know, in the past few weeks that it could print negative would have been really worrying the bank. Um, They're going to be looking at these numbers at their board meeting next week, and they will have the choice again to perhaps delay that paper. So I think that they'll be relieved. I think the option, though, is still there for them and they may decide to go down that path. If they feel that the broader outlook, particularly for next year, is perhaps more uncertain given Delta, given the global backdrop has deteriorated a little bit, um, they might decide to to de- take that option and defer the de- taper.
1: Felicity Emmett there, the Senior Economist at ANZ. From the economy to the housing market now and house price growth expanded at its fastest annual pace in 32 years, up 18.4% nationally. That's according to CoreLogic. Monthly, though, it rose by 1.5% in August. That's the slowest increase in about six to seven months. So what now? I spoke earlier with Tim Lawless from CoreLogic. Tim, how would you describe house price growth at the moment?
0: I think in a a statement, it's strong, but slowing. If you think about how the the market was back in March, we were seeing national housing values rising at nearly 3% month on month. By August, we've seen that growth rate pretty much half, down to 1.5%. Of course, we are seeing affordability constraints starting to impact on the marketplace much more progressively, and also some disruption, of course, from the lockdowns in the major cities.
1: Annual growth nationally is around 18.5%, right? How does that compare with previous growth periods in the past?
0: It's extremely strong, but not unprecedented. To to give you some idea of the previous growth cycles, the most recent cycle between 2012 and 2017 peaked out at a national growth rate of about 10%. Prior to that, in 2009, it was a peak growth rate of about 13% per annum. Back in the boom of 2001 to 2003, it was getting up around 18%, so nearly as strong as this. We have to go all the way back to 1989 when there was a whole bunch of financial deregulation and loosening credit policies and just following the the share market crash to find a comparable uh, period of growth. And Back then, we actually saw national housing values rising a bit more than 30% at their uh, annual peak.
1: Some parts of the economy may be or may be feeling like it's in a recession. Why do you think we're seeing this growth in house prices, albeit slowing, despite lockdowns?
0: It is counterintuitive. And uh, I think the main reason we're still seeing housing values rising so quickly, well, there's really two reasons. One is the expectation that interest rates are going to be remaining low. And, and of course, the weakening economy suggests that could be lower for longer. Uh, but on top of that, we're also continuing to see there's an absolute scarcity of advertised supply out there. So we're still seeing demand very strong. Home sales are up about 42% year-on-year, but listing numbers are down about 30% and tracking about 30% below the five-year average. So we're still seeing this disconnect between supply and demand and a lot of buyers. It is simply feeling this urgency, which means it's still very much seller's market and sellers certainly aren't budging very much on their uh, pricing expectations.
1: So what do you think this means then for the the traditional spring selling season, given that we're seeing this demand, yet uh, in most of the major markets, buyers can't or potential buyers can't necessarily go to different parts of different cities to look at property?
0: Well, spring hasn't quite sprung yet in, in the markets that are in lockdown, obviously. But the markets that aren't in lockdown, we're already starting to see that, that normal seasonal upswing in new listing numbers. But in Sydney and in Melbourne, we're still seeing new listing numbers remaining extremely low, just showing a little bit of upwards pressure in Sydney. And maybe that reflects the, uh, the, the looser restrictions in Sydney, where you can still go out and inspect a property, whereas in Melbourne, you simply can't do that, which is probably still preventing a lot of uh, prospective vendors from, from getting into the market. But chances are when restrictions do eventually uh, ease or, or lift we will see a delayed spring season and i think there's going to be a lot of pent-up supply that's unleashed into the market and that might even be enough to to further rebalance buyers and sellers and dampen this upwards price pressures a little bit further
1: so to what extent are there affordability issues
0: absolutely affordability is becoming more challenging across australia We're seeing housing values rising at around 1.5% per month. Wages are rising at around the same rate or about 1.7% per year. So based on the fact that uh, we're seeing housing values rising so much faster than incomes, there are some groups or some segments of the marketplace that simply can't participate anymore because they can't either raise a deposit or they can't fund their transactional costs or, or both, especially now considering there's a lot more scrutiny around lending standards and uh, you know um, it's becoming harder for a borrower to get a loan with a small deposit or on on already high debt levels
1: tim lawless there from core logic and very quickly the asx 200 down 0.1 on what was a pretty quiet day
0: this sbs on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only